Victoria Bruner, today's guest, is the co-founder and CEO of Fatty Bikes, a Colorado-based manufacturer of rugged e-bikes capable of operating in all kinds of weather and the most challenging urban environments, now incorporating smart health technology. Victoria will share insights about her work and her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show, where we empower you. Victoria, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today. I'm so excited to connect with you. I just love what you're doing. Thank you for having me, Devin. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's really a privilege. So at Fatty Bikes, you've been making uh, sort of customized bikes now for several years, about six years, I guess. And, uh, you know, you've got a real business going, millions in revenue, and you've got uh, a team of people manufacturing bikes. It's, it's, you know, just such a critical spot in uh, the global ecosystem for transportation to get more people on bikes more of the time. Tell us about how you got started. Well, that's a great question. And basically, uh, my husband and I had gone down to a one car household and we were looking for a different form of transportation other than having to purchase a second car. So, uh, you know, we looked at all the options, including public transportation, Lyft, you name it. And I kind of stumbled across electric bikes. And I said, hey, have you seen these? And that's kind of where that started. Um, And then how we got into making and building our own bikes here in the USA is that I realized quickly that what, you know, there's a lot of, most of the bikes are coming from overseas in Asia. Um, and the quality control was just not there. And so from the get-go, we knew that we wanted to build a higher quality electric bike, but still have it be sold at an accessible price. Uh, so that's why we made the decision to start building them here, which is not easy to do, but it's probably smarter and better to do it that way. Yeah. Well, uh, that, you know, it's a huge leap to go from wanting to buy a bike to wanting to sell bikes that you make yourselves. That's a huge leap. Uh, take us through a little of the history. I, I've got to think there were some bumps in that road that you uh, overcame some pretty big hurdles to pull this off. Oh, yes. Um we kind of started, you know, the, the typical story is people start at a garage, but we literally did kind of start out of our garage. Um, we were driving on around an old clunky van to people's houses so they could demo the bike. Then we kind of transitioned to a small space in a solar company's building. And we had set up a, a mechanic stand with weights so it wouldn't tip over when you put the really heavy electric bike on it. Yeah. And then since then, we've kind of graduated to a much bigger facility with full stands. You know, we have the power lifts, electric power lifts up and down. Nobody, nothing's tipping over anymore, I'm happy to say. I'm pretty sure OSHA will be happy about that, too. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, there's been some learning curves along the way. I myself am not do not come from the biking neither does my partner. And so we have had to learn quite a bit about, you know, the bike world and and the mechanics and, uh, you know, most of our mechanics are master mechanics. So they brought that we've learned over the years from them and they've definitely been adapting and honing uh, our bikes to be really amazing, amazingly crafted bikes. Yeah. You know, you you talk about uh, not being from the bike world, but in a way, there's an advantage because your mission, I think, was 
not to create something that would appeal to people who love bikes, but to appeal to people who are looking for an alternative to a car, to find a, a, a light mobility uh, option that's much more environmentally friendly. Correct. Uh, yeah. Have you seen a little bit of, I hate to call this, but maybe kind of that advantage that would come from a fresh take? Definitely, because as a consumer, as a, a commuter, I'm looking, f- as a woman, I'm looking for comfort when I'm getting to work or running errands or taking my kids to school. And I'm going to look at things very differently than, say, somebody who's been cycling their whole life and is just out for a joyride and does the, you know, the power adventure biking trips on the weekends, the weekend warrior. Um, I'm looking for a vehicle that's going to replace my car. So I have a different perspective. So definitely feel like um, I, I electric bikes as a whole are opening up a whole bigger world to most people who never even considered cycling before the dawn of the electric bike. Yeah. Well, and they are so much more environmentally friendly than a car. It's just, uh, it's really amazing. And so many trips can be replaced. So many car trips could be replaced by bicycles. So much of the time in so many places. You're you're based in Denver. Uh, and yet, uh, do you, do you uh, are you able to use your bikes yourselves uh, 12 months out of the year? Do you park them for a while? Well, because we're fat e-bikes, uh, that stands for fat tire electric bike. So the fat tires are actually what allows year-round riding. We didn't want to design a bike that replaces your car, but then that you have to hang up, you know, four or five months of the year. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So the fat tires were actually created in Alaska. And um, obviously, if they're good enough for Alaska, they're probably good enough for the rest of the country. So that's why we've designed all our models with this fat tire aspect. They make the bike more stable all-terrain, all-weather, um, and they make actually a, a nice benefit to fat tires is they make the bikes more visible to cars. So sure. there's just a lot of really great advantages. And yes, we do use the bikes year-round. Maybe when it's negative 20, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I don't go out when it's negative 20. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> right. Talking to someone who moved to Florida to get out of the exactly. snow belt. So uh, yeah, exactly. I get that. I get that. I respect you a lot for riding your bike when it's 32 degrees. So uh, right. that's tremendous. That's tremendous. Um, so as you and your partners have, have built this business, what do you see as kind of your big success to date? Gosh, you know, we've had a lot of ups and downs over the years, but in terms of success, I would say overall, um, we're moving more into the space of working with cities, states, counties, government organizations, um, and some of the a couple of the fleet sales that we've done. I'm most proud of are to low-income residents, the kind of e-bike libraries, whether they're being sent to a community that's like a tiny home community in Denver, or now we just recently sold uh, and are sending 30 bikes out to the city of LA for their pilot program, their low-income pilot program uh, in Compton and Watts area that they'll be providing uh, low-income residents with electric bikes to use. Um, So that's some of the more impactful, you know, I'm I'm always super excited to sell to the individual, of course, 
Uh, and I, I love it when I see a family come in and they're like, we're going to use this cargo bike to take our kids to school. But on the bigger level, with the city seeing such a benefit to this, they're starting to really embrace it. And uh, these e-bike libraries are really exciting development, I think. Oh, yeah, they, they are exciting. What's next? What do you see as the big next big challenge for fatty bikes? Well, I think the next big challenge is to make electric bar- bikes a part of people's total lifestyle. And with that comes uh, more of a data-driven type of bike, so a smarter bike that can do more than just be a mobile vehicle. Um, It can obviously track where you're going, and it already kind of does that, but it can have anti-theft GPS. It can have health capabilities to monitor your calories, your heart rate even. Um, It can do a really cool thing. Something really cool we're working on is possibly helping cities to show the reduction in carbon so people can track how much carbon they're taking or saving and preventing from putting into the environment by not driving a car. Um, So there's a lot of possibilities with making these bikes even smarter. And I think that's the next evolution of where Fatty Bikes is going. And not a lot of other e-bike companies, I believe, are really looking at that. And I think that's just the natural evolution of where we need to go next. Yeah, that's fantastic. That 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 is exciting to think about that future. Well, you've accomplished so much, Victoria, uh, and the future is so bright. I wonder what do you see as your superpower? My superpower, um, and I think everybody has an innate superpower. Um, and I love that question. It's a tough one because most of us don't like to think like that. But I would say my superpower is my, um, this is very Superman of me, but my, my sense of justice. Um, since I was 15 or 16, I told myself I was going to be in Greenpeace and I was going to be an eco-warrior. So I think since, since a young age, I've known that whatever I did with my life, it had to have a sense of purpose and that it was going to make change in the world. That was very important to me from a young age. Uh, so I think my sense of justice that keeps pushing me through even when you know, I want to cry and I want to throw my hands up and give up. It's, it's what keeps driving me to keep going. Um, and I think, you know, that's super important in this day and age. And it's just kind of reflected on everything that I've done. If you kind of look at my life, everything that I've strived for, even when it didn't work out, that's okay. But it was something that I can still look back and be proud of. Yeah, that is a powerful, powerful thing. That that sense of justice, that desire to to bring about justice. I I love it. I love it. What uh, can you think of a, a specific example of when you employed that? When you were motivated by that uh, to do something difficult, and that you were able to accomplish it, and you think back, yeah, that was really that motivating factor was critical to the success. Can you think of an example you could share? I can think of lots of examples. Um, I've had multiple social enterprises, all with a mission-driven background. I did, um, after I graduated from college, pick up my three-year-old toddler and uh, move down to Mexico to build wastewater systems. These They were these gardens that were naturally cleaning out wastewater to prevent the coral reefs from getting polluted. And people thought I was nuts because I was a single mom with a kid. I had just graduated from college 
And here I go traveling off to Mexico to run this nonprofit that I knew nothing about. And I didn't know how to run a business. I was in my 20s, my mid 20s. So that was a little frightening, but I believed so much in what I was doing that um, I made that leap. Uh, and it was it was a great um, experience for three years while I was in Mexico living there. So that's just one of them. Yeah, well, that's a great, great example. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, um, there's a lot written, there's a lot being said, a lot being debated in this world about this idea of justice. If you were trying to coach someone to feel more of that sense of justice that you feel, uh, how would you guide them? Well, if you have kids, that should be easy. <laughs> um, you know, having kids and seeing where the world is at and what they're going to have to deal with or already are dealing with. Um, if you look at the younger generation and you already see how much more activists they have become, uh, then it should be easy to find that sense of I need to do more. Um, if you don't have kids, either way, uh, the world as we're all aware now with the internet and social media is, is, is it's a tough time right now. And um, it's no time like the present. So I think if you do something and you're active in something that you believe in, you won't give up hope. And if, because if you don't do anything, it's easy to become hopeless. Um, but if you feel like you're taking action, then I feel like, it continues to drive you and get feed that hope, even if it feels like a hopeless uh, battle we're up against. So I would say just take any kind of action or little action that you can, um, which sometimes you can build upon and take even greater action from there. It's cheesy yeah. to say it, but if with no action means then, you know, what do you feel like you're contributing to? And that's easy to give up at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a powerful, powerful insight. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I really appreciate your insights and your message. Before we wrap up, would you take a minute and just tell people how they can learn more about Fatty Bikes, how they can buy one, how they can connect with you on social media or otherwise? Just make sure people know how to follow up. Definitely. Um, uh, our website is very cool. It has a customizer on it, so you can actually custom build out your bike online and play with that. People love it. Uh, so fattybikes.com, F-A-T-T-E bikes.com. You can check out our website. We're also on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all of the, the social medias, uh, YouTube as well. And um, you, you can reach out to me as well, Victoria at fattybikes.com if you have any questions. Uh, we love hearing from people and answering their questions about electric bikes. For a lot of people, electric bikes are kind of a new and exciting world. And we just love talking to people about this. It's a, it's a favorite topic of mine. Now, fantastic. Well, Victoria, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We wish you every success and continue to increase your sales and, and, and grow fatty bikes to have more and more uh, impact in the world. We, we're excited for you and want to see you succeed. Wonderful. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today, Devin. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers 
Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.